Let's talk about The Ice Road. Now, this is an action thriller. It's written and directed by Jonathan Hensley, who we've we've seen a lot of his stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> he's uh, He's been a screenwriter for a lot of things. You've definitely heard about it, if not seen. Um, his first film he directed was The Punisher, the 2004 one. He, he wrote the film Jumanji, I think uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? And yeah. also Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, this guy's been around. You know, <laughs> he's, he's been around quite a while. This new movie is on Netflix. It stars Liam Neeson, Lawrence Fishburne, Benjamin Walker, Amber Midthunder, Holt McLaney. It's okay. I wanted to mention this too. It's Netflix, right? But it's also coming out via Amazon Prime Video in the UK. So for UK listeners, we we're going to mention Netflix a bunch, but you can see this on Amazon Prime. So just pointing that out and it's being distributed by netflix but it's being produced by like a bunch of other like companies i think some like canadian companies maybe like uh i I forget which ones but it's it's an interesting duck of a movie uh it takes place in manitoba which is in canada of course and i think this movie really wants to like be a 90s movie or early 2000s movie well i know when you were watching the movie that was like one of the first things you mentioned yeah (laughs) yeah it, it has that sort of template. I mean, it's kind of coming to us in the same, like, ener- with the same energy of something like Those Who Wish Me Dead, kind of like hearkening back to a different time. I really like the tagline of this movie. I mean, it's a terrible tagline, but I like the audacity of it. This mission is on thin ice. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, you, had, you had expectations for this? Uh, expectations, maybe not the word I would use, but... Um... I don't know. I, I do have a soft spot for these late period Liam Neeson movies. Um, I wasn't particularly fond of the Taken movies, but I do appreciate that like some of the stuff he did in the Taken movies Wake have been like like I think people expected him to kind of fall into like the Charles Bronson phase, which I guess he's kind of getting into at this point where it's just yeah, like, I was gonna say, didn't he? I mean, I mean, to some extent, yes, and I think to some extent, no. Like he he's somewhere in between like Charles Bronson and Clint Eastwood, where like. His, some of his movies, like A Walk Among the Tombstones, The Gray, like they are action centric, but they all also, they are also like thoughtful and like kind of moody almost. Like they have like some clear like emotional weight to them. Like I I feel like given uh, Liam Neeson's personal tragedies about ten years ago, that like a lot of his movies have this kind of like searching soulful quality to them that I think in the right property can be very effective or like kind of haunting almost, uh, and they can elevate what could otherwise be like kind of like. Uh, like you know like airplane novel fodder into something that's like a little bit more uh subdued i guess or something that, that has a little bit more to say and the opposite end of that is something like uh like nonstop or the commuter and stuff where it's um i forget the guy the french filmmaker dude that's doing jungle cruise uh john something it's like uh i forget his name off the top of my head but like his movies they're just all about like the director of the commuter yeah, and he also did nonstop, and I think he did unknown. I think his name is like I, I can't pronounce his name because he's French. Sure. Jamais, I want to say Cole. something like that. But like his something, movies, yeah, those ones are just like, look, this movie is like dumb as shit. We're just gonna have fun and be really goofy, and like everything is just like absurd, and like it's they're obviously like B movies, but like they, they have a lot of cheese added to them, and it's just like okay, like if he's like one or the other, I think Liam Neeson late period stuff can be kind of fun or at least interesting when we're getting into this phase of his career like we're like directly in like the c-grade bargain bin 
era with like Honest Thief and The Marksman and now this where it's just like like this one is probably his most like direct video esque type film where it's a very very simple plot very much a star vehicle for him with like very like horrendously bad CG like you know very hammy acting and stuff like that deliberately so but nevertheless like definitely playing like you say to uh, like a like a almost like red box kind of audience where it's just like something that you can kind of like prop your feet up not really like there's like stakes and it's like heavy but it's not like overly stressful or anything like you can kind of relax with a beer after like a tough day at work and watch like this type of thing and i think when the movie is indulging that i think it's fun or when it's like getting well, hold on, into, hold like, on. Weird... i haven't even set up the movie yet <laughs> okay sorry I, hold on I'm sure going going all the way to your final grade i before before we talk about the movie i just want to mention one thing um to, to what you're saying um which I agree with. I mean, I like the first Taken movie a lot. Uh, I don't know if we agree there, but I think there's only, there are only two movies that he's like been either a main character, maybe like, maybe like secondary main character, that kind of thing in the last several years that I really enjoyed. And that's silence, right? With, oh, that's great. Uh, the, yeah. 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 Fantastic film and widows, you know, he, he doesn't have a major presence in that movie, but I yeah. think that it's he's really good in it. I mean, I like I was gonna say Ballad of Buster Scruggs as well, but I mean, again, it's like oh, kind yeah. of a smaller role, you know. Yeah. Other than those films, I'm just yeah. There, there's not much to be said about for me at least with like Neeson's career. It's just very bit, you know. At this point, yeah. I know I know he's gonna be in a Guy Pierce film later, uh, either this year or next year. Oh. And so you might be into that, right? Oh boy, Blacklight. I'm surprised my uh, my siren didn't go off for that one, but. Um... <laughs> And I'm more excited about uh, his. He's in, he's in another movie with Martin Campbell as director. And you know how I feel about Martin Campbell, directing my favorite film of all time. So yeah, you know. Did he? They do another one with Martin Campbell recently, or am I just making a movie up my, on top of my head right now? There's another Martin Campbell movie that I just saw a trailer for, and I'm really hoping it's going to be fantastic, like one of the best movies of all time. And that is The Protege. Have you seen that trailer? Uh, with, uh, it, sounds... it has Michael Keaton. Samuel Jackson. Ooh, no, I, I don't think I have. But that Michael Keaton, huh? I saw it in a yeah. I saw it in, in I, I remember I don't remember what trailer. I think it might have been for Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and I saw that and I hadn't heard about the movie. But this is supposed to be coming out from Lionsgate in August, okay. and I I don't know if that's like the best sign, sure, um, for this movie being good. But I'm into it. I'll watch it. Well, August is kind of a. I don't know like anything could come out like like one of yeah, the best movies of the year know. could come out in August one of the worst movies of the year could come out in August who knows so that that's not a sign or a mark of good or bad quality but uh, I can I can see what you mean yeah it's 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 a uh, it's a question mark but definitely an intriguing one but yeah for sure for sure but yeah so the ice road let's talk about this movie <laughs> sorry sure. to cut you off earlier but let's uh, right. let's let's set this one up so sure the ice road is. It's, it starts off, you know, kind of kind of similar to some other films you've seen where, like, this group of miners gets trapped in this Canadian province, right? And there's a time limit. They, they have to survive. Uh, they only have, like, I think, like, 30 hours or something like that before they run out of oxygen. But also, they're, they're under permafrost. So, like, they're, they're, you know, it's not looking great. There's a time limit. The only thing that can get them out of the mine are these very big, cumbersome things called wellheads. And the only way to get them to this mining facility is by taking this perilous ice road. And at this point in the movie, I'm like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I buy it. I buy the stakes. I buy the limitations that this movie is setting upon me. I'm not even going to think about other solutions. You got me movie. I'm just going to assume this is it. This is the only way they can save these miners is with these very big things. And the fact that they have to drive across an ice road in April, which is very dangerous. And I don't know. Will have you ever seen ice road truckers? The show? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple episodes. I was thinking about that a lot because that, that, that's the first that show is what introduced me to the, even the idea of like what ice roads are and everything. Sure. So I was stoked. I was like, oh, cool. You know, like a, a dramatic, dramatized or more dramatized version of how perilous the ice roads can be. But with these stakes and with a time limit and there's also some like maybe other things going on that could get in their way. Who knows? Ooh, and it's all you, you kind of see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Liam Neeson is an ice road trucker. Uh, for sure. He and his brother, uh, Gertie played by Benjamin Walker. They are kind of just, or sorry, not Benjamin Walker. Benjamin Walker plays the, uh, the insurance guy. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Vampire hunter. dude. Yeah. I think was it, is it Marcus Thomas who plays his brother? I think, I think that's who I might be thinking of. Yeah. Marcus Thomas, but he, he's a veteran. He suffers from a, a condition called aphasia. I don't know if suffers is the right word, but he has a condition where he has difficulty communicating and he's still a very, you know, gifted mechanic and he, he, he's a very good person. And it's just tough because Neeson's character and him, they, they, they've just been having a hard time making money and, and making ends meet. But this is their chance. They team up with Lawrence Fishburne, who is this kind of uh, this guy whose name is literally Goldenrod, which is probably my favorite name in this movie. <laughs> to go on this perilous journey to deliver these wellheads. They'll also make some money for their trouble. Amber Midthunder's character joins them as a native Canadian. Uh, We've seen her in stuff like Legion and Roswell and stuff like that. Um, I'm a fan of Amber Midthunder. I think she's, she's very good. But yeah, so she, she joins them as well. We have these three trucks. They got to get to this destination. Problems ensue. It's a big, dumb movie. (laughs) Very nineties. I'll say that, you know, it's, I had an okay time with it. I was, you know, as like a Netflix lazy watch at home on a Saturday night, I I didn't have a ton of complaints. I mean, sure. I could poke holes in it all day. I could, you know, kind of point to the absurdities of this movie and how I don't care about almost any character at all, but you know, it's, it's one way to pass the time. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not too far from where you are, except I, I do think the the central brother relationship is genuinely, at times, kind of affecting. Like, never, like, emotionally devastating, but, I mean, I, I, I was, I, I think Liam Neeson is putting effort into those scenes in a way that, like, a lesser actor would just make him kind of throw away or whatever. I think in, the, in this movie, he is kind of selling the intensity of the scenes. Uh, in a way that at times I'm kind of like you don't have to go this hard on this. <laughs> it's just ice road. You can you can kind of reel it back a little. But um, yeah, I think it's a totally fine Sunday morning afternoon Netflix watch, like you said. Definitely an old fashioned lark in terms of its approach. But at the same time, I, I, I think it is 
somewhat deliberately trying to harken back to like the wages of fear or like sorcerer in terms of like having kind of those like stakes among the truckers and like you know uh having some sort of like intensity in terms of like the central premise being like they're literally on thin ice as you said from the tagline and and trying to get to this very perilous destination in time but i i did find that the middle of the film like i think it's it kind of over tries to like establish more stakes to the point where it's like i feel like the central concept could have justified enough like there's already enough stakes there that i feel yeah. like all the extra <laughs> stuff with benjamin walker abraham lincoln vampire hunter himself i i found that to be kind of like uh a little redundant like it just kind of felt like it was just adding to stuff where i felt like the central concept was already pretty intriguing enough but um other than that i mean yeah it's you know totally one i'm gonna forget pretty soon much like the marksman but um yeah, I mean, for a late period Liam Neeson action thriller kind of thing, it's yeah, 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 yeah. pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny to me because on the one hand, I like how in this movie, like the villains are just villains. You know, it, it's not it's not getting pretentious. It's not trying to create yeah. this big sub narrative and a bunch of hand wringing sympathy. No, they're just super evil <laughs> like yeah. evil to the point where you're just you're just reveling and then you know hopefully getting brought down yeah i i, I really appreciate this as a throwback to like people in suits being this the, the swarmy bad guys having yeah. no respect for the common low men who's just trying to do a good job in the truck uh you know it's just like you said totally unpretentious in a way that i did also respect yeah i think i think where this movie bugs me probably is that I just did not care about the miners, which I feel bad to say there. We keep cunning to them and you uh, have to do it right because you have to, yeah. you have to build the stakes that way. You have to be like, okay, we got to save these guys. But like, there's just no personality to these characters. Like there's, it's not yeah. like there's a lot of personality to some of the other characters, but a lot of it is just whole McLaney just being like, you know, trudging along, trying to keep the gang together, but this is not his best effort. I don't think. And, I don't, there was just nothing it's missing moments of like just drama of like characters talking about their histories characters you know com, you know bonding and, and us being like man i hope this guy makes it through you know any of that stuff it's always just plot and like, like that's where it kind of like lets me down yeah. you do a little bit of that stuff with like amber midthunder's character you get a sense of why she's doing this and like the urgency of it and of course you already mentioned neeson and thomas's like brotherly relationships like that's where the stakes for me are so when we cut over to the miners i'm like these guys again it's, yeah. it's i feel bad for saying it because i want i don't want anything bad to happen to them sure but like they seem like the a good story guy. doesn't really sell it yeah um yeah i'm totally there with you in that like i kind of forgot half the time that the miners were there uh, yeah. it's like oh yeah the miners we gotta get these miners but then like <laughs> you know they go back to like you know the trucks and the rigs and be like oh yeah we gotta you gotta stop this guy but then yeah they'd go back to the miners like the miners um but <laughs> it's like you gotta uh, stop you gotta you gotta make some money so you can buy your rig oh yeah and save the right. miners too i guess yeah. that's important yeah, like even like in the last like ten minutes, I'm like, oh geez, yeah, I guess wait, what else is there to do? And I was like, the miners. <laughs> like, we gotta get these miners. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, I kind of wish this, the narrative, like I said, was a little bit more streamlined. Like I said, I just found the the like kind of Benjamin Walker stuff to be a bit redundant when there's already should be enough established stakes with the miners and like maybe if i don't know how this could work if like somehow there was like some like 
phone connection. They could like Liam Neeson could like connect to the miners or something, being like, "Oh, do you have a wife? I have a wife. Tell me about your wife." And stuff like that, and like you know, it could have had like some like kind of heart to heart, maybe like uh, 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 get a better understanding of who these miners are. But um, yeah, it just kind of felt like the 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 minor narrative got underplayed too much to the point where it kind of cut the dramatic stakes at least in half. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> things I liked about this movie ish. I like the soundtrack. I like that they kind of just go for like the Americana of it all. And that it's like, I don't know, it, it, we've seen so many movies, like, look, it's 2021. We've seen a lot of movies that are very, like, pop and hip-hop and all this stuff. I'm okay with a movie once in a while, It's you know, or as often as we can get, that is sort of just going for a different mood, like a different atmosphere, different set of priorities. Yeah. That's kind Bad of just, ta- you know, tackling, the, yeah, the middle class. Let's go. I'm yeah. into it. Like, I like those kinds of movies, and I'm glad that it's, you know, I'm glad this demographic is getting you know, something that as utterly nonsensical as it is, just kind of like telling a different kind of story in that sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is something, though, I kind of appreciate in that, like, it's sort of like half of the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, the other half being, I guess, like, like The Rock, like how, like, they have to always establish that The Rock is, like, the size of a building in his movies. And, the, and like, similar to, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like they always have to establish, like, why he's Austrian or in this movie, like, why Liam Neeson is Irish in a way that I always find yeah. kind of amusing. Uh, and sometimes they just don't acknowledge it at all. Just like, I'm just your average Ohioan citizen <laughs> in a way that uh, <laughs> I, I kind of admire. But I, I guess that kind of adds to the heightened absurdities of the, his type films, too, in a way that I really well, appreciate with, like, the Arnold movies. In this movie, though... I mean, he's kind of, it's kind of a, he's a bit of a drifter, right? So it's not super noticeable, I guess. It's like, you could sort of buy that he's from anywhere. He's just trying to find a buck. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He just, he, he's just trying to get by, but I just, I don't know. I just always find that aspect of it kind of amusing where he's all these Liam Neeson movies kind of have to like write their way around figuring out like, why is Liam Neeson in middle America just hanging out (laughs) trying to get by? He seems like someone who works for the CIA. Why is he? Driving yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in um, MIB International. That's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did too. But yeah, I think, I think, I think what I probably love about this movie is how it never sticks to its own rules too, because like so much of this movie is like we're on a time limit. Okay, every yeah. second counts. There is so much stalling and like the plot oh, just yeah. stops. And I'm just like, oh well, they'll never make it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. well, I guess the mission's over. And they're like, we still got time. And I'm like, no, you don't yeah also there's this whole thing where they're just like you can't go too slow or else the truck will fall into the water many times they just stop i'm like it doesn't happen (laughs) and you're like wait you made this rule you told me this would happen so why didn't it happen so it was stuff like that where i'm just like okay uh we're just we're all here to just have some fun yeah, I like that there's, um, you know, obviously when they get on the ice, they're like, we have to establish this is very perilous ice. If anything goes wrong, we're screwed. But then they're just like, oh, this part of the ice is cool. Like, you know, yeah, don't, yeah. no worries. They're like hopping so, uh, on it. Yeah. So, like, what's your deal? <laughs> what, what do you have for lunch? Uh, and it's just like, they just don't even care. It's it's fun. Yeah. But you know what? This movie, it does, it does the thing that it needs to do, which is that it has an ice road. And people have to drive on it. And that happens. And that's all I have to say about you this movie. Better believe it. So yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. So I, I'm a I am a very low C plus 
I, I can't, I, I mean, I can't make too many complaints. It's what you see, what you get. And so I'm, you know, I think that it has a nice ending too. I, I thought it was touching a little bit. So yeah, Ice Road, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much in that vein. I'd probably give it like an affectionate and ironically warm high C in that I don't think it's very good. I I, I think at, by most measures, it's like a very C-grade bargain bin type movie. But I think the sincerity is there in a way that uh, I think was maybe more apparent than something like F9, <laughs> uh, where I think it is I did very see much somebody like call this... Oh, I have to sorry to interrupt, but I did see somebody call this on Twitter the slow and the spurious. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean it's 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 very much like what's on a ten is what you get, like you said. Um it very much harkening back to older throwaway nineties movies, even to the point where you're kinda of waiting for the commercial breaks. Uh but not in a bad way, in the way that I found kind of like refreshing. It, it scratched the itch I was kind of looking for in this movie. Uh, and I don't know how many more of these action movies we're going to get from Liam Neeson. I have to imagine we're we're at the tail end because I think the dude's like 70 at this point. But who knows? Maybe he'll be 90 and infirmed and still trying to take <laughs> bad guys down. But uh, well, look, he's he's 69. Yeah. He just turned 69. So, yeah. you know, we have another year. Nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is if this is close to his swan song, I guess it's it's not the worst way to go out in this genre it's it's a big old fine i guess but in a way that i almost kind of admire yeah maybe you know he has a son who's an actor um not like a prominent actor quite yet i think it was in vox lux uh what's his name M- oh. Kyle richardson okay yeah so you know maybe maybe he'll be taking the baton maybe we'll get a nice road too you know gertie's revenge what if- it's like another Taken type movie, but it's about trying to get his son to be a famous star. It's like the opposite, where he's like yeah. trying to push his, his son into like the limelight. Like, come on, he's talented. He can sing. He can dance. Do your thing. <laughs> well, I think I think too. Like he he got his son in some of his movies. I think he was also in Cold Pursuit and Made in Italy. But okay. like I don't know. Like the fact that What's he was in Box in Lux and uh, huh? I, I don't even know what Made in Italy is. Oh, that came out last year. That was oh, okay. that movie literally no one saw um yeah. and i think his son was like one of the main characters but uh, okay. it was uh, the james darcy film sure uh, his first you one say so he plays so you remember that guy he plays jarvis and agent carter okay and uh, i didn't, you probably it, didn't see that sure sure okay okay but you remember in avengers endgame there was a character named jarvis who inspires the jarvis in the iron man movies and like tony stark's dad like calls him jarvis oh, that's james darcy that guy he he is he in downtown abbey um, I don't, I've never seen Down Abbey. I know he's in Broadchurch. That's okay. one of his big ones. And he was also in uh, Dunkirk. Remember that? Yeah, he looks. He always looks like he's like sneaky, even when he's not sneaky, like he's up to something. I don't know. Sure. I, I'm not going to impugn the man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he directed a movie called Made in Italy last year. We never talked about it. I didn't see it. But uh, yeah, Neeson and uh, his his son are like the, the two main characters in that. So there you go, man. He's coming. Right. He's coming up. Yeah. Lee Neeson Jr., Good for him. Hey, he has a name. All right. <laughs> so that's a C plus for me. C for you. Ice Road is now on Netflix. It is 108 minutes long. They could have cut off like 20 minutes probably. Oh, yeah. Or just focus more mm-hmm. on the minors. <laughs> yeah. Give, give some of those extra like 18 minutes to the minors. Um, don't they have actually, a family no, do or that. something? Just, just tell me about <laughs> the minors. Well, they do. Okay. So spoilers for the Ice Road. 
Um, I'm not going to give like an explicit spoiler, but I'm going to kind of spoil something. But like they reveal that, right? Where they're like, what are the characters is related to another character? And I felt nothing. (laughs) I I honestly just kept forgetting. It's just like, yeah, she is is really intense. Like, oh, yeah, her brother is a minor. We got to get these minors. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, well, you you didn't have to save that as a reveal. You could have just... Like show like a part where he has maybe like a locket or something. That's my sister, you know, like something where you're just like, man, they got to get these miners. Did you know my my sister drives on ice? <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> when we were growing up, you know, she blah blah blah. Like do something, you know what I'm saying? Like build it. Yeah. Out. Okay, that's enough of the ice room. All right. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.